Welcome, everyone. I'm Susan Hopkins, one of your co-hosts, and here with uh, the always amazing Dr. Stuart Shanker. We are going to be applying self-reg in a different kind of way in our chat today. Uh, those of you that don't know the Merit Center well, um, uh, our, our mission is grounding living and learning in self-regulation, which uh, you know might sound like a mouthful uh, to some folks, might sound like, a, oh yeah, nice. Uh, we actually really believe that, and and what what it means uh, is that this isn't just what we teach and facilitate and help others learn and understand for working with kids, uh, young young children, kids and youth, which is really when how most of us uh, you know came to Software in the first place. But it means it's about HR, it's about how we run the organization, it's about our families, it's about you know adulting, uh, me with my, my, my mom, when she came to live with me, it's, it's, it really isn't just about the learning side. It's, it's the living side. And, and those two become intermeshed in ways that maybe, uh, some of us didn't plan in the beginning, but, uh, that's part of, uh, I guess the, really the freedom of self-reg. So speaking of freedom, <laughs> I'm going to talk, I have a question for you, a topic for you today. Um, to bring up, and it is tied to freedom. But first off, how are you, Stuart? I am ready for ready for planting season. <laughs> Stuart and I are both the garden geeking out. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, it's a restorative, you know, restorative uh, piece uh, in in our lives in different kind of ways. So we were we were just planning on uh, on dahlia tubers and and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and hostas this morning, so it's a uh, it's I lovely. Must, to- I must tell you something. Uh, yeah. I'll tell everyone. Uh, Susan has this extraordinary gift. So she gave me uh, monstera about a month ago. The damn thing's got another new leaf today. <laughs> what are you doing to these things? You know, my gardening is kind of a neat one because if you ask anybody on my street right now, uh, I, I kind of think I look a bit like the crazy plant lady. I have <laughs> but my yard is beautiful, you know, it, it, if if uh, if you like that sort of thing. But I, I, I mean, I know I have a green thumb. Uh, but if anybody ever thinks you can't change, uh, you know, certain trajectories, ask anybody who knew me a decade or two ago and I was famous for killing. Ask if my mom was oh, fascinating. You never told I me that. Everything. Fascinating. <laughs> I off, I overwatered, I ignored. So, you know, it just, I, I suddenly started. I to really believe it. Yeah, no, it's true. And, and wow. now it's like almost, it's almost obsessive. Like I look at a plant, I feel it, you know? So anyway, in a very good way, you know, the positive. <laughs> so, all right. We are taking on and we're, we're looking at self-reg um, applied to, I guess it's more to adulthood as sort as a conversation right now, um, but tying it around, a topic that you and I filmed on this week at your at your place for a, uh, a cool resilience course um, that will be released this fall. So those of you interested in the self-reg view uh, on, on applied self-reg when it comes to uh, resilience, uh, new science, brand new science, even if some of the topics have been, you know, there's consistency there for sure, but it is, Stuart always takes us deeper. Uh, and then how to apply it uh, for kids, youth, ourselves. Uh, if you're interested in that, we'll 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 throw a link to to that course that will be opened up in September. But we filmed this week, and we were one of the topics that came up in our conversation. Stuart was this idea of the difference um, between choosing and reacting, 
and and you know we were we were having these conversations and it just I don't know there was just something something new <laughs> something added that you that you brought into our our dialogue this week that yeah. just been staying with me as as having some profound implications not just again for the work we do with kids or as parents uh, but for uh, our world and all the polarizing politics yeah. and you name it that's going on all around us every day yeah where do you want to start us well with what you just said actually um so these podcasts are sort of an opportunity for susan and myself to um, talk about the kinds of things that we worry about all of us uh, every day you know uh, this morning um, I read the news uh, I know Susan I promised I wouldn't do that in the morning anymore but I slipped and uh, read about the shootings in the U.S. you know shooting someone who pulled into their driveway yeah. and these are the things that worry us all and um you know, our goal uh, in in the podcast is really just to sort of relax a little bit and talk about, you know, how self-reg looks at precisely the things that Susan just mentioned. Um, you know, the person who shot the kid who came to his door, he didn't choose uh, to shoot that child. Um, the person who shot the little girl this morning because her basketball, um, you know, went into his yard. He wasn't choosing. These are reactive behaviors. Uh, and that means, you know, we, it's like a reflex. It's like when the doctor hits you with his little rubber hammer and your knee jerks up. Um, these are behaviors that are caused. And that's a real concern for all of us because these behaviors are... Uh, they're increasing. And I'm not just referring to things like, um, you know, violence, but it could be, you know, I'm deeply disturbed by the attack on women's rights. Um, I'm deeply disturbed. Anyways, I could go on and on. But what we're looking for in self-reg is, well, what am I supposed to do about it? How am I supposed to look at these things? And I realized um, as I was thinking about today's podcast that uh, we have um, at TMC, we have a very different view of demagogues, of demagoguery. We have a different view of polarization than what you read about. Uh, and I thought uh, that might be something worth um, just thinking about a little bit because the standard view is that, you know, the demagogue is this person who has, you know, remarkable, a, a remarkable ability to stir up people's negative emotions. Um, you know, uh, it's this power, this mesmerizing power to get people to perhaps abandon their deep held values or principles. But it's really not so simple, is it? Um, you know, there's some obvious questions that we want to ask. Uh, what were you doing at the rally in the first place? Why did you go there? Uh, why did you cheer instead of booing? Um, we have cases where the audience has booed someone for uh, some extremist remark. And the reality is that 
you know, there's this sort of dynamic operating here where it's very much the, 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 the audience or the citizens or the public that allow these individuals to say what they say, to do what they do. Um, it's not just a case of we give them permission. Uh, we actually reward them. Maybe we reward them by giving them media exposure, or we reward them by voting for them. Um, so if we didn't react that way, if we responded by, um, you know, protest, by shaming them, um, by being outraged, they would stop. Um, and we're in a situation today where I suspect um, that fairly unscrupulous uh, politicians are figuring out that it's in their interest to be outrageous. It's in their interest, their political interest. Now, it might just not be that. It might be that there are others who've always felt this way and this is their opportunity to come out of the shadows. Um, uh, this is finally their opportunity to say things that uh, they've long believed. I'm just... I'm horrified, speechless by the stories of this billionaire, what he does in his spare time, the billionaire who has been um, giving all these luxury gifts to Clarence Thomas. Um, so this is somebody who's been doing all this quietly, and now he can come out into the open. This is, this is something that all of us have to uh, address. And I'm going to suggest in today's talk that self-reg really does reframe what's going on here, reframe it by, in exactly the terms that Susan used, uh, the difference between choosing and reacting. So I'm going to suggest that this isn't really about choice. It's really some sort of uh, stress reaction, emotional reaction. And I'm going to try to explain all this with a very interesting story. So, you know, just to get an idea of where I'm heading today, if you want to, to truly change what's happening, these trends, if you want to change the environment, to reduce the polarization, if you want to see, uh, you know, a society that's in the throes of imploding, if you want it to heal... What you need to do is learn self-reg. What you need to do is share self-reg. And I'm going to try to explain all this with a little story. But first, I'll pause and see what Susan wants to say. So what I would like to invite all of you to do right now, and you pause this video or if you're listening to it in the audio version, pause it if you need to, to take a moment to reflect. That's good. Um, but I just want you to think about what came up for you as you were hearing Stuart speak. And if there's a word that came up, if there was an emotion that came up, uh, uh, you know, if there was any kind of a, you know, you felt yourself yelling at the screen or cheering yay, um, I want you just to take a moment and notice that. And here is why. Uh, so sometimes when, uh, sometimes when people hear us go down this path, and it's not just you, it happens to me too, which is especially on this topic, which Stuart well knows uh, that the polarizations, 
polarization ideas can sometimes uh, bring out the self-controllist in me, uh, you know, because 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 I care, right? And you know, we care about any. Um, you know, any human right, um, you know, transgender rights, we care, and we want an anti-racism, anti-Indigenous racism, anti-Black racism, where, you know, where anti-Semitism, like just really um, all of these rights, women's rights, like if you name a human right or anything that someone is advocating for, uh, and that it's it's a just society, like Stuart wrote a book on this, uh, you've pretty much got the whole team, our entire team thinks like this. It's, it's one of the reasons it's easier for us yeah. to unite because we're all very value-based. We have different faiths, different religions, um, some differences in political uh, affiliations for sure, uh, some range there, but we there's a lot of things that, that we stand up for uh, and we you know, and we support our team to do the same. So if you heard what Stuart said, for example, in the very beginning, when he used the example of some things in the news this week, I mean, there were literally three young people shot um, because they knocked on a wrong door, hit, you know, went to a, the wrong car or, you know, this sort of thing. And, and you heard that and you hear Stuart say um, it was a reaction, not a choice. Um, and, and that was like, you felt yourself yelling at the screen. <laughs> I, put that down write that down and keep it don't lose it um but what i invite you to do it's very much like when, when we work with kids because i like i the, the saying Stuart saying that there's no such thing as a bad kid is brilliant and so true but it's science it's not it's it's not just big hearts and soft eyes that it is that but it's it is a lot more um, and, but neither is it saying, oh, yeah, I always use this example with kids, you know, oh, you know, you've got a very heavy stress backpack. You know, we've got a kid that we know is, you know, in care and all kinds of stuff is going on at home and he throws a rock at another kid's head. We don't go, oh, no problem. You're just over. No, <laughs> no. And it's not free for all and no boundaries. And it's not any of those things, but it's a very different perspective when we flip it around and say, how, what do we work on upstream? Um, what, you know, we're really trying to change these trajectories. Yeah. We're trying to understand differently. The racism rooted, really the good. racism rooted in, you know, gun through the, through the door at a, at a child, a 16 year old child knocking on your door is real, incredibly problematic. Uh, and he deserves to be, you know, there's accountability there and we, we believe in that. But we've got to learn from it. Why did that happen? And why is there, you know, one of the things I didn't know that's where Stuart was going to go today, but it's a really neat one to think about because it's like, well, neat is the wrong word, <laughs> painful one to think about. You know, these, the, you know, these ideas are, 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 are actually are affecting, they're ingrained. Uh, these are problems and, and how, what can we do about it? So that the next time a kid, your kid, my kid, Stuart's kids, you know, whoever knocks on, on, on the wrong door by mistake, you know, this is less likely to happen. And, and deeper understandings are, are, you know, are all are all part of it. So I invite you to stay with me, stay with us today while we listen to the science Stuart is talking about. And then let's take this up on the other end as we as we chat. So so did anything you want to add to that, Stuart? I mean, you've been a victim of some of these isms, uh, you know, in your in your life as well. Me as a as a woman, uh, I mean, there's there's uh, it, it, it's part of why we do the work we do. We we want them all gone. <laughs> we really really we want we want a just society and for everyone. 
Well, uh, the only thing I'll say is to everyone who's listening and watching, this is the reason why Susan and I work together. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, and that's exactly, uh, that's exactly the point. Uh, the only, uh, you know, the only thing I want to sort of warn you about today is I don't want to do too much of the science um, because the podcasts are, are more of a, I don't know, just an opportunity for us to raise exactly the points that Susan just uh, did. So if you want to learn the science, uh, you're going to have to do the course that Susan just mentioned, uh, the resilience course that we're taping right now. Uh, and then you'll get more science than you could possibly want. Um, but this is, uh, this is grounded. Everything we're doing today is grounded in a distinction that really has to do with which parts of the brain are in control. So when we talk about reacting, we're really talking about the subcortex is in control. When we're talking about choosing, we're talking about the prefrontal cortex, the blue brain is in control. So we have time to think, we weigh, uh, we weigh our actions, we think hard about our, our goals and our, um, and our ultimate desires. Um, so uh, I thought of a story to explain, you know, what we're after here, what Susan was asking you to do was really just to ask why. Why is this happening today? Why are we seeing uh, demagoguery? Why are we seeing, why are we seeing things that, you know, for anyone who believes in justice, um, have to strike you as kind of perverse. Why would anyone want to give away their precious rights? Why would anyone want to support a policy that's going to harm someone, that's going to harm another? And so I understand these are very, you know, you have very deep uh, uh, principles involved here. But I would add that I think everyone, every single person wants a just society. We all want this. Um, and so often uh, what polarization is, is really about is these deep held convictions about how you create uh, uh, a just society. So I don't want to see this as good versus evil or right versus wrong. Uh, in self-reg, we're really trying to go below the surface. Um, you know, we were talking the last, in our last podcast about not paying so much attention to what someone says as to their tone of voice, asking ourselves why, um, what's really going on here. And uh, I have a story to tell you that is a pretty good example. So uh, uh, Susan mentioned how we, you know, I go through this all the time with my own kids and uh, I'm going through a very interesting one right now with my older son. So I have a 21 year old boy who is on the spectrum and uh, he is quite gifted intellectually. He has an amazing mind, um, but because of his autism, he has really suffered. 
his entire life. He's been uh, he's been picked on by teachers or by peers um, for his quirks or for his stress behaviors, and this has had an effect on him. Um, uh, I would say one of his greatest desires at the moment is uh, to fit in, to be accepted, to be respected even. And this is hard for him. And it's, you know, I, I my heart aches when I see some of the things that he has suffered. Anyways, he's had um, a lot of trouble uh, keeping down a job. Uh, because he's autistic. <laughs> and at some point, his autistic traits uh, start to drive everybody else nuts um, because they don't understand autism and they, they, they don't ask why. Anyways, he has a job now. Um, he's uh, quite an extraordinary job. He's working with a roofing team. So if you know anything about roofers, this is a tough, tough, this is tough work. And it's quite amazing for me to see him. He's up early in the morning, out the door. He comes home late at night. It's a, it's a rough job. And he's really happy. He's a strong kid. He's very, 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 he's built like a, like a mountain. And he's thriving. And he is adopting the sort of social mores of this group that, uh, you know, the other roofers. Okay, so uh, these guys are all hardcore right-wing thinkers. So my son has suddenly become a hardcore right-wing thinker. Yeah, Susan saying what? <laughs> you know him so well, I wouldn't imagine that. Yeah, so he comes to me the other day. Uh, I'm eating. I was quietly eating my lunch, uh, and. He wants, it was a, the weekend, and he wants to have, he, he wants to challenge me. Um, and so he's, he, he comes up with all these, you know, really extremist uh, right-wing uh, tropes. And uh, there's a lot going on here. Um, partly it's fitting in with the others. Partly it's, um, you know, uh, I am, uh, no surprise, uh, my wife and I are lifelong liberals, uh, liberals with the small L, liberals with the big L. Um, and so this is a way of asserting his independence from me. Um, and, you know, so there's a lot going on here. And, you know, what he was saying was he was parroting, uh, you know, pretty much the far right nonsense that you hear. Uh, and God knows who is. Um, you know, he wants to, he, he's challenging me with some video he's seen and who knows who made the video. Okay. And your immediate reaction, or at least my re immediate reaction was, no, I'm going to explain to him why uh, liberalism is so incredible. I'm going to explain. But then I stopped myself, you know, and I was upset. Um, and I asked myself, why? Why was he doing this? And in self-reg, what we're trying to do when we're reframing is we're really trying to look at human behavior through a different lens. We're trying to understand, you know, all of us are trying to cope with enormous stresses. 
all of us are, you know, we're struggling to be good, uh, to be kind, whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, you know, ask why and why now? He sees me quietly eating and he wanted a fight. Okay, so then I ask myself, and I'm listening to the tone of voice. It's very aggressive. And everybody can everybody can resonate with what I'm saying here, whether it's with their own kid or with a neighbor or, or somebody on the news. So then I ask myself, well, why does he want to pick a fight now? And I thought, okay, he's tired. He is, uh, you know, it's been a rough week. And... Um, whatever the sort of psychological or emotional uh, factors might have been, um, he's looking to give himself a shot of catecholamines. Okay, so catecholamines, that's a shot of dopamine, a shot of adrenaline, noradrenaline. So this is a way of, you know, it's like sometimes when you're really tired, you have a coffee. Sometimes when you're really tired, you have a fight. So I responded to him um, instead of uh, instead of defending uh, the policies uh, that I believe in or challenging what he was saying, I changed the conversation completely. And I said to him in a very soft, gentle voice, how was the week? Boy, I bet it was a tough week. It was it was hot last week. This is when it all happened. I said, "Did you drink enough?" And it was incredible. Um, everything changed in an instant. And what was happening was instead of giving him, uh, instead of you know helping him, in effect, self medicate with with en psychic energy, with dopamine or adrenaline. What I was doing was I was giving him some, through my voice and by the reframing, I was giving him some oxytocin and endogenous opioids. I was helping him calm down. And then it struck me that a part of him had come to me. Um, he was hyper aroused because, you know, there's a lot going on in his life. Uh, and he was hyper aroused for all kinds of reasons, uh, and I won't go into why. Um, and unconsciously, I think, he had come to me not to have this political argument. He had come to me to be regulated because he couldn't regulate himself. And so what, ha what had started as a potential, you know, mighty clash of wills turned into him sitting down having lunch with me and the two of us uh, quietly chatting about um, his passion right now is cars so it was a very it turned into a very pleasant um, interaction and it was pleasant because what he was getting was he couldn't downregulate himself, and so I was helping him in this moment. And then I started to consider, okay, so what is my, um, and, and by the way, I'm sure you can see the implications of this argument is this is what's going on today. A society that is hugely overstressed, 
a society that is hyper aroused that can't regulate itself. Um, and that's why we are getting these explosive behaviors, these, these reactive, uh, it's the rage circuit taking over. That's, uh, I suspect, uh, one of the reasons, a big reason why people go to hear the demagogue, why people um, cheer the demagogue instead of shaming the demagogue. Okay. So then I asked myself, so this is the, this was the, um, uh, the sum total of our lunch and he leaves happily. He's calm. And I asked myself, well, what is my goal here? Because my goal is to have him share my burning desire to have a just society, my burning desire to see no one hurt, to not to, you know, so I'm not, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to somehow convince him because I don't believe that this is a blue brain issue. I think it was totally red brain. Okay. What I want him to do is to discover his own values. That's a hard thing to do. To find out what you really cherish. Um, I think it's taken me an entire lifetime to get to, to, to come to terms with some of these things. Um, the big one for me was it's taken me four or five decades to realize how little I believe in ego needs, um, as Susan will tell you. Uh, it's totally contrary to all we, all we are trying to achieve. But the point here isn't to convince him that he's wrong, isn't to convince him that I'm right. The point is to get him into that calm state where he can start to reflect what kind of man he wants to be, what kind of society he wants to be. I want him to find his own values and I will respect his values, whatever he, whatever he decides, provided that they are actually values provided that these aren't just reactive behaviors where he is mimicking the convictions or the compulsions that he hears from others. I don't want him to have convictions or comp I don't want him to have compulsions. Compulsion is very easy to plant in someone's mind if they are hyper aroused. I want him, I'm, just two more minutes, I want him to have protection from the demagogue. I want him not to be vulnerable to the extremists. So how can I help him, how can I help him achieve that? The answer is the greatest enemy of polarization, the greatest enemy of demagoguery is calmness. When you are calm, then you reflect, then you choose. You don't react, you choose. So how can I help him get to calmness? And that's what self-reg is. Self-reg is a pathway. Calmness is our fourth step. 
Self-reg is a pathway. You do not get to calm because you say, well, I want to be calm. You need a pathway, which we explain, which we teach. Step by step, you will get to calm. When you are in step four, you are ready to restore. You are ready to restore physiologically. You are ready to restore spiritually. And that means discovering what are your values? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? You can't have any of those concepts. None of those concepts apply when we're in the realm of react reactivity, reacting, sub, uh, uh, the subcortex. Every single person can get to that state if they go through our steps, if they go through steps one, two, and three. The response that I have to all of these people that are yelling is to do the same as I did with my kid, is to, is to lower my voice, get them back to calm, figuring out why they're overstressed. Are they doing all the things that Susan and I will teach? Are they, are they engaged in maladaptive modes of self-regulation? Is that making it worse? It's a, it's a complicated argument. All I wanted to say today is I look at the news and I know that the reason we're doing these podcasts is we have an answer. And the answer is not more, it's not yelling. It's not, the answer is helping people achieve calmness in an age when nobody is calm, okay? Well, there's a lot there. And I, you were right. I didn't know where you were going to go with this story. So it's certainly one we can all relate to, whether it's your kid uh, or, you know, think about any family dinner, right? And we're in Canada here. So while Stuart's referencing the U.S. stuff, Canada has its own version for sure. So, um, just a couple of things uh, right off. And then I have a few few connections to make. The first one is... Uh, that when Stuart is talking about calm, he's not talking about everybody deep breathe. <laughs> you know, he's talking about homeostasis, right? And it's really being able to think and act. And he's certainly not saying, um, you know, we believe in standing up for things. So, right, you know, protests and things like this are, are an important part of a democracy. So you might say, well, are, are you just saying calm away, zen everything? No, we're talking the science term of calm, okay? And if you're like but I read the three steps and I did them and you haven't done any deeper learning. You need to do deeper learning. You really do. And that's your choice. Uh, uh, totally. <laughs> your choice. But there's no way to get there just by reading. Even just one book is not enough. Yeah. We find that people talk about being uh, changed and they begin at, they stop asking for the quick strategies and so on. And how to, they stop asking how to change another person. Uh, which is, you know, once you once you go a little deeper. So you really need more science, but then it's the reflective practice and the design of everything we do. So I just wanted to say that up front. But a couple of things that jump out out to me um, around your your parenting, your parenting approach, um, you know, a few things, uh, your response is uh, co-reg, right? It really is a co-regulation, a co-reg, this, this, the merit center's version or the 
your version, the TMC version, which is part of our summer symposium this year in July. It's really about, you know, how do we connect with that other person in these moments? And and it's hard. Like I can imagine, I was trying to think if Sienna came home, you know, talking about some of these, I, I have, a, I, I find it, um, yeah, it bothers me every time I see a um, my my flag, <laughs> Canadian flag on the back of a truck, and uh, and you know, and it, it does. It bothers me, and I, I know it's a statement about freedom. And then I, I want to get all logical. I'm like, you've got a flag on the back of the truck, and nobody's making you take it off. There's you know, so I want to get all logical on it. Um, but that doesn't help, right? And if I'm in front of a person, you know, who has a different belief than me, I you know, I have to. I, just even from this, the democracy perspective, I'll honor that. But from a self-reg perspective, it reminded me two things. One is that um, uh, Thayer Matrix is involved somewhere, which we did an earlier podcast. You know, so definitely the the tension. You were over. Uh, yep. uh, he he was over on the high. You know, he yep. came in ready, riled up. He yep. needed some. You know, and and but you know he was you know bordering on bottoming out with that tension through the roof and and energy. Um, you know, and if you'd have had a really rough day, you know, and you'd been sick or something and you had have responded, um, judgmentally, you know, like I just gave that example where I would be like, well, right. You would, you would have been like co-escalating each other, amping each other up and, and everybody would have felt like crap. Right. So that's one thing. But the other thing it reminded me of is those five look fors of self-reg havens that we talked about in, um, the Suffolk Schools Handbook that's just from working in schools because people are like, I want to be a haven. What does it look like? Well, a whole bunch of different things. It's really about an attitude. It's using suffering as a framework for everything. But the five are safe. Um, you're seeing, you know, you're looking for signs that 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 uh, of feeling safe. Um, you're looking for signs of rooted, so connectedness. So if I think of him on the roof, if I think of your son um, on the on the roof, you know, he wants to be emotionally safe. He doesn't want to be the outsider that's standing up for whatever rights, you know. Um, you know, he wants to feel connected. It's a sense of belonging. Um, balanced, which you already talked about, was like crazy hot. And roofing is like some of the hardest work there is and dangerous too. So stress, you know, areas, all five domains, you know, but there's also capable. Uh, so that's the idea of you, for you or me that I'm capable of parenting my child through, or he's, you know, capable of doing the work or whatever. It, it, but the last one is really important. It's trusted. And you, instead of trying to clobber him over the head with what he should think, <laughs> which doesn't work. I've tried it with my own. No, <laughs> I have. It doesn't work. <laughs> you get worked up, right? And you care about things and you're just like, oh, right? And bringing them more articles or facts does not help. Um, <laughs> you trusted him to have his own, his own, you know, you, you were trying to keep, what I'm hearing is you were trying to keep your stress, you know, your pro-social and all the other stressors around it. Uh, you know how he's been raised. You know what he's been uh, exposed to for, you know, in many, many ways. And here he is saying saying things that really go contrary to just yes. even basic human rights, right? I mean, I don't even know what but it's, you know, things that are irrational. Um, and and yet you were able to to see past that, uh, have that 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 compassion, um, um, keep your cool, but also trust him. And it's such an important thing when we're That's thinking great. That's great. Parenting, um, because yeah. I cannot make my child or if I'm a teacher, my students believe anything. I can't. I can influence. Self-reg is a great supporter for you to influence. 
Um, but you got to make space. People have the right to make their own choice. And if you, if you feel that they don't, um, you got to work on that, make space. Cause if you try to force it, uh, especially with young people, like they don't want to be told what they're supposed to think yeah. or do or believe, make space for it. I, I also think it's really helpful. It's not about never having conversations. You know, so we often talk a lot about not talking. That's in the heat of a moment. <laughs> Lots of moments. Really and it's really helpful. You know, if you're, if you're at a loss and maybe this is your kid or your, 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 you know, your brother or your neighbor or whatever, um, you know, it's hard, right? But just keep in mind that even if you, you can certainly have your boundaries, you can certainly disrupt. I've walked out of a family dinner because of racism once I, you know, it was not easy to do. It was a, a distant cousin, but it went too far. And I'm like, I've got to go. <laughs> and I just, it was that simple. And I stood up for it, but then I had to, you know, had to go. So I do, you know, you do have the boundaries, but you are not going to change somebody by clobbering them over the head. Right. You know, and um, I, I mean, with words, I don't mean <laughs> you might change them if you like actually did that. But it's it's like, how can we do it? We've got to walk our talk, um, uh, you know, and and pick 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 our our our, our moments. But I I've, with young people, especially, I do a lot of noticing and naming it. So, you know, oh, look, you just stood up for the rights of, you know, my kid saves bugs like me. <laughs> so it's like she cares about living things. I say that. Look, you look how much you care about living things. And you're not telling somebody their values, but you're telling them this is what I see and who you are. And it can help because the stronger we get in our sense of identity and those values that Stuart is saying, yeah. they're and, and look, just doing one of those values activities is tricky because you're going to write all the right things. And then it's like, what do I really believe? You know, and there's not the, the sets, our, our values are very aligned, but they're not exactly the same, Stuart. Um, you know, we're, we're different people and we have different, you know, different histories and stories that we carry with us. And there, there would be slightly differences. That's normal. Um, but it's beginning to think about it and noticing it. So I find with young people, Noticing and naming, especially the ones that are struggling big time, notice and name the good things. Like notice it, tell them what you see, and you know, and that 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 piece of trust is such an important thing. So, where do you want to go from there? Honestly, that's where I wanted to go. Um, and um, let's just close on that point that Susan's just made about trust. And I want to trust this deep human capacity for compassion, for kindness um, in all of us. Um, I was asked a question this week about, well, you know, what, what if this isn't there? Uh, what if, what if, you know, you're getting the opposite. And again, I'm always going to ask why. Why is it not there? What is blocking it? There are all kinds of things that block it. Pain blocks it. Overstress blocks it. Fear blocks it. So if I can do the first four of what Susan just went through, then I find I can release. I can unleash this kindness that I believe is in every human being. Uh, there are some exceptions. Um, uh, I can think of a few, but um, but we have, you know, if we if we truly 
want to stop this this mounting uh, growth of polarization of extremism. If we want a game plan for how we do this, then what we're telling you today is that's what self-reg is all about. It gets you into that safe space where you can have these conversations without, without ego defenses, where we can probe, where we can think about what kind of society do we really want? What do we really want for a child? What do we really want for um, a democracy? And, you know, I mean, Susan knows this. That's why we, that's why I did this work. Uh, and more and more, um, I just want to emphasize, uh, Susan was telling me just before we came on, uh, we're seeing an astonishing growth in the people who want to come present at our summer symposium. These are not all self-regers at heart that came to us. Many of them were the exact opposite. Many of them thought that this was um, that this was some sort of permissiveness, and it's not. And what happened was that as they began to learn what's going on in the brain of themselves or in another, they became self-regulars. They be, be and they became that way because of how they felt and how they could help others feel. So I just want to make it clear that, you know, we're not, uh, um, we are not somehow, you know, like appealing to those who already um, share our deep values or who share our aspirations. We want to appeal to everybody. We want to appeal to the person who thinks, yes, but um, that there is a basis for their racism. I have met many people like this, many people who believe in genetic uh, determinism. And we can explain all this. We can explain the effects of stress. We can explain the effects of, of poverty. We can, all of these, these convictions, we can explain scientifically. We can show what's really going on. So, but for today, all I wanted to convey was that it's time for a change. It's time. It has to stop. It's time for us all to get back to calm. And as I, you know, I'm not kidding. As I was writing this, a text message came in from my older boy, and now he's asking me a political question. <laughs> it's a question, not an assertion. Yeah, interesting. So. So uh, everything that Stuart just shared. So again, just like I asked you to do in the morning, in the beginning, when I said, okay, did something trigger you there? Uh, you know, as Stuart is talking about people with racist beliefs, uh, you know, when he's talking about come and learn the science with us, it is, it, it, it really um, um, pulls that apart. And uh, yes. we're, we're really looking for is the just society and for those to go away. Uh, you know, and I think that's a really important thing. I'm a big believer in standing up for the things that, that, that I believe is, are right. I've got a situation with, with my daughter right now and uh, something she does uh, 
um, it, uh, a hobby that she does, or it's a sport, I guess, that she does a couple times a week. And she told me a story the other day uh, that's clear that one of the people um, that she does this with is experiencing racism. And Sienna knew it was racism, but I don't think she really understood, uh, you know, it was it was being covered up in a, in the sense because the person was laughing about these things being said. Yeah. Um, and so beginning to really think yes. about that um, and then helping her through how to respond to it and, and, you know, what, and it's her choice, uh, you know, uh, um, but I, 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 like, you know, it is about standing up for things. So I already know that I, that I may intervene in some, some uh, way. I was, uh, don't ask me, don't ask me about it anymore <laughs> kind of thing um, because I have to, right. I have to, and I have to disrupt and not just say it, it, it's not okay. Um, but we're trying to, to move things forward. And so if I'm going in there, yelling about it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm upset about it, but this is a teenager as well. And so they've gotten that from somewhere and how do I make it go away? Uh, Sometimes we get overwhelmed by this. Those are Stuart's clocks. Our videographers, uh, the amazing Aiden and Aaron of two blue shirts. So shout out for you guys. They do all of our courses, um, but they also polish these podcasts. So those drive drive the guys crazy so that'll be just uh sorry guys a little bit of, of dysregulation for that that's fine <laughs> we come by this work honestly uh, but it can be very overwhelming yeah. right because um uh, you you know i i find thought of children suffering and even yeah. when i say that word things come to my mind that that kids it's just it's excruciating for me i am a real animal lover feel the same you know it's it's excruciating what Domestic violence is another area, just excruciating. Um, but I try not to live there very long. And and the reason is because I can't help if I'm totally being bottomed out. And so what I like to think of is as my sphere of influence. And all of you can think of your sphere of influence. You're like, what can I do? I'm like Margaret Mead, <laughs> one person can do a lot. And maybe your sphere of influence is one child. Maybe it's a school full of educators. Maybe it's a lifelong community volunteering service. Maybe you're, it's something in your faith. And, you know, the ripple effects, some of them you'll know. Some of them you may never know. But for me, I'm like, there is no do nothing. There is be on the side of, of change, advocating for the right things, having self-reg to help, help me find my way and, and keeping my balance, uh, you know, my, my state so that I can be be part of the change that I want to be part of, um, you know, and not adding to the polarization because as Stuart says, uh, it makes it worse. The further that, you know, I'm raising my finger at the Canadian flag that goes by in a truck, (laughs) right? I don't, how am I helping? I'm not at all. And so we really got to keep, um, keep that in mind. And I just want to end with one kind of cool thing, Stuart, that um, is related to something you said, um, might spark an idea for anybody out there that is a business owner or employs people or hires somebody locally. Uh, we were talking about your son and his and his new job on, and the roofing, um, and that you know, and, and some of these jobs along the way, he does great until he doesn't, you know, and that's sort of what happened. I know with the with the last one. Yeah, uh, there's a real movement happening in in the world of of. Uh, not fast enough, to be honest with you, but in the world of business, some of it is coming through regulations and, and you know, hu- human rights and this sort of thing. Um, we try really hard at the Merit Center. People don't realize um, there's a lot of neurodivergent people, for example, in our, uh, you know, it's not in their bios, but there's a lot. Uh, <clears throat> right? 
So people don't really realize, you know, but, um, but, uh, uh, you know, beginning to think about, you know, is it, it's just like in school, is it the child that needs to, to change? Are we trying to exactly. normalize? No, it's us. So many things that we're doing to, you know, I'm thinking of autism when we were trying to get a kid to stop, you know, flapping, for example, and like, yeah. why? <laughs> That's yeah. actually yeah, a healthy mode of self-regulation is not hurting a soul. And actually it, it is, it is, it is on your end that needs to change. And, and the more that we help other kids understand that and value that, you know, the better. Sienna came home yesterday telling me this story about uh, um, she's doing this um, self-defense, women's self-defense class as part of her grade nine, which is really cool. And the guy that's training it, she's it's just fabulous. I'll, I'll, I'll find his name and, and link it here, but pretty hardcore, been through a lot, like, yeah. you know, and, and, but they're, they're just enthralled by him. And he, um, right. he asked a question, and one of the girls in the classroom answered it and, and she's autistic and she answered the question completely perfectly. And he said, how did you know that? And she said to him, well, you said it the other day. And so, <laughs> so you know, Sienna is, uh, Sienna thought that was really cool, but she, because she's had conversations of, you know, she's standing up trying to help others. Hey, back off. That's cool. <laughs> right. That kind of thing. Right. So, but I wanted to tell you something you don't know that I hired um, an organization called Neurodivergent Cleaners uh, to come into my home and help me. I struggle. I've always struggled keeping up with my house. I'm better than I've ever been, um, but I, I have too much stuff. And I well, like I, said, I didn't know this. They've only come in. They've only come in twice. Game changing. And what it is. So there's other businesses like this out there. So they go in and and they'll go into you know they have clients that right. are autistic for example, um, and they're, they're, but the whole team, there's someone, you know, there's people with OCD and ADHD and there's that have real strengths. Right. And like they are, I have never met more suffering people in my life. They made me feel so okay, you know, and this is their, you know, and, and it's just, it's really kind of, it's, it's kind of a neat, you think of it as niche, but you know, I, I'm, I don't know what normal is, right? And, and, uh, and it's not just, oh, diversity is our strength. No, diversity is our strength, thank heaven. So uh, those of you that are in business, don't, don't look at the opportunities to, to bring in, um, you know, there's sometimes there's funding and things to bring in uh, um, um, neurodivergent or, or, or people with differences of any kind. Uh, really begin, I really encourage you to think about, you know, strengths. And if you can shape, that's what we do at the Merit Center. We, we to a certain extent, as we've grown, it's harder to do, but we shape the roles around what people are, are, are their strengths and what they're really strengths and what they're really good at. And wow, let me tell you, <laughs> you're not going, you're not going against the tide, right? So there's some really cool organizations out there. I invite you to share others. If you've heard of other, other organizations, or if you have any responses, um, everyone to this, to this podcast, if it, if you have questions, if it, again, if there was something that, that made you uncomfortable or more curious, uh, all responses are welcome. And uh, we read everything that you send us and we really thank you uh, for following on with our podcast, please share it. Uh, please tell the world out there that uh, the Self Break Show exists, and uh, um, and we, we'd like to meet, uh, you know, broaden our community and have a, a further reach beyond uh, um, our, our circle has grown. It's that you know we've got several thousand people through courses now, Stuart. So that's a lot around the world, not just in Canada. It's a, around mm -hmm. the world, uh, but we are uh, we're looking to grow 
grow and save the world. <laughs> we want to save it. <laughs> Every, we really do. You know, we're really dreaming of, uh, of, of being the difference maker um, so that, you know, our kids and our grandkids and, yes. you know, the, those that come after us, um, maybe there's a little less suffering. <laughs> and uh, even just that, just a little less suffering would be, would make a really big difference. So uh, final word is yours, Stuart. Um, I'll do a shout out. So I got a very nice letter today, uh, this week from Daria Brown. Um, in response to our podcast, she asked a very good question. And uh, she's running a wonderful site called Affect Autism. Uh, and I just want everyone to know that um, we are not alone in this. This is, this is, th there's something happening today. And Susan and I are proud to be a part of it. Yeah, we really are. Thanks. We'll see you next time, everyone. Bye.